Welcome, heathens and witches, to the Horn and Cauldron podcast. podcast. Yeah, it's uh, we're back at it again. This is John. This is Julie. Yep. This is the podcast. I'm literally never going to commit these intros to memory. Um, I think, I think the eight regular listeners know that by now. Well, I'm every time I'm going to let you know. I'm forgetful <laughs> uh, because I forgot that I already let you know. That's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anywho, so, uh, it is that holiday season. We have spent the last, like, three solid days decorating our house, like, literally from the moment we get up until, like, two, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, I mean, our house great is, like, just sub 800 square feet. Yeah, right? it's like 750 square yeah. feet for our house. Yeah. Um, so we don't have a large house, so we'll let you uh, figure out what that yeah, means. Yeah, you'll you'll we'll post pictures on the socials. Yeah, um, it looks great. It's very festive. We're very happy about it. We uh, we, this is totally an aside, but just deal with it. It fits the theme. Um, we we watched this like Christmas decorating show on Netflix on Netflix, and um, this like Mister Christmas or whatever the heck. Uh, was just like, like, like we, we fucking loved the show. It was so much fun. Just yeah. these like ridiculous things this guy was doing to decorate houses, like over the top stuff. And so we're like, all right, well. And we hadn't decorated yet. Hold, hold because, our beers, uh, I guess. we've spent a pretty good portion of the holiday season, uh, being Un sick. Under the weather. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're feeling better. Finally. Yeah. Pretty much and... as soon as we started feeling better, we're just like, all right, we have like a bunch of shit we have to catch up on. We got all of the catching up that we had to get done, done, and then, like, go to the store, get last-minute decorations. We didn't need very much. We only needed a few things and, like, a tree. Turns out, last-minute decorations, as far as, like, greenery and artificial trees go, is generally on sale at yeah. this point in time. So yeah. we saved enough that we were able to buy a Christmas tree. Yeah, our like living tree yeah. was literally essentially free to us because of this because we got because of the like 25% off we got or whatever the heck uh from buying <laughs> Christmas decorations late in the season. I mean like I guess it was limited but we got everything that we wanted to get. Yeah, so. we got exactly what we wanted yeah, and in so. fact there was more stuff there like when we went just a few days ago than yeah. there was when we went like yeah. middle of November. Oh, oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Because we had tried to get started like super, like not super early, but like before Thanksgiving, like start collecting and figuring out what we were going to do for the house. Because we were planning on being like, decorated from Thanksgiving was like all the way to Christmas. nothing available at all. It yeah. was a freaking nightmare, man. Like even the like, like, like the like totes we needed weren't even available. Like it was crazy how like short everything was. But so and we got all the stuff sick during well, from, and we from got, that shopping. And we, yeah. Trip. And we got yeah. sick from that shopping trip. Flu, yeah, nothing, yeah, yeah. nothing serious or nothing. But yeah. Like, we were fine. Yeah. It's okay. But uh, um, yeah. So the house is all decorated up. We're all festive. It's like, we're like finally done. Yeah. <laughs> Yule is just, technically tomorrow. We, we got the house decorated Christmas just is in sudden, time for is Yule. in like a few days. Yeah. And we are like, okay, these decorations, yeah. they're staying up to in bulk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. What's up? Midsummer party. You're going to see us have Christmas decorations up still. You know, that's probably not that far off. Like, I'm sure that some Christmas decorations are probably going to stay, stay up. up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, just because but also we putting things. up Christmas decorations required us to like essentially re-engineer huge portions of shelving in the house. Um, a thing that we had been needing to do. Anyway. A thing that we had been needing to do anyway. 
uh, as as well as like reorganize the entire living room to be able to fit all the Christmas stuff because we have like uh, like tiny town like a Christmas tiny town. Also, get in on Christmas tiny towns; they're adorable. Uh, yeah. But so we have a Christmas tiny town, um, but we don't really have a tiny space for it. Well, we don't have a large space for our tiny town. Yeah, because it takes up a huge amount of space. Yeah, actually. it takes up basically our whole altar. Yeah. And, and now also a space in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, because we found some Halloween town stuff. And so that's going to be a problem. Yeah. Or, yeah. It's <laughs> getting out of hand. Don't worry about it. It's not that big of a deal. It's okay. Um, but yeah, anywho, uh, you know, we decided to be festive. You're get everything festive in the house or what have you. And um, so we got that going. And uh, and then, um, like, now that we're done, we're ready to record this podcast, which is Yule 103. Yeah. Which is a, a look into a very, very specific part. <clears throat> yes. Of yes. Yule. Um, and all of our 103s are... They're all going to be a very, a deep dive into a very specific aspect that is somewhat related to either the holiday or Sabbath or blot yeah. um, that yeah. happens. Focusing a bit more on the um, uh, uh, north side. Focusing a bit more on the north side when of available. things when I'm able to. And if that sort of thing isn't available, then it'll be something that's sort of seasonal. But all the blots and the Sabbaths are relatively seasonal anyways. So we're uh, kind of taking in some uh, deep dives on stuff. So yeah. this year we are taking a deep dive on the wild hunt. Yeah. But first a little bit about Yule. So Yule starts on technically uh, Yule starts on the winter solstice, which is uh, 1221. That is probably today. If you're listening to this, the day it comes out um, and that the winter solstice is the longest night of the year. Uh, and usually Yule ends on January 1st. Um, originally, Yule lasted, uh, Yule was like a month, um, but it actually was two months. It was like Yule 1 and Yule 2, basically, um, which took place between late November and early January. Yeah. And that's like the most ancient form of it's celebrating like, it's Yule. It's like Yule time, Christmas time. Like yeah. Christmas as like the one day everything explodes is a little bit more of a modern take on it. Yeah. Because Christmas yeah. time is generally like a week or a couple of weeks, or yeah. like sometimes twenty four days. Um, and there are there are things where like uh, places where Christmas, like even Christmas time, was celebrated from the like basically from Christmas from the solstice all the way through till like mid January or whatever. Yeah. So the idea of it being like a single day celebration is like kind of more of a modern it is thing, really more of a modern right? thing but that that applies to functionally all of these blots all of these sabbats yeah. um and festivals because like you did that shit for like pretty much as long as you could justify partying for but also like <laughs> if you think about it from like an ancient perspective like they don't have like snow plows for the roads and that sort of thing so like if you lived in ye old times TM, uh, then you would have had a harder time getting to celebrate, you know, Christmas at somebody's house um, or even town and on Christmas. Um, you know, Christmas was usually celebrated with your close family, the people you lived with, basically, and you will tide, um, which is the season, more or less, although 
again different interpretations sort of yeah, are different I mean, time frames like well, you know the, yeah. there's like storms and stuff so like you're not going to plan a christmas party in the ancient times when people have to walk or they have to go by horse or cart or something like that and then find out that there's like a big storm gonna be there at that night like that's just unrealistic so people would sort of get together whenever the weather was good enough for them to do so basically yeah. and that's kind of one of the reasons why yule is such a long time yeah. um originally or you know in in ancient times is because you know people wanted to still get together and party for as long as they could but they also didn't want to die doing it yeah 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 totally yeah. totally totally so yeah don't don't put pressure on yourself if you're celebrating yule um a little a little off of the exact day of it uh you know we say that kind of stuff all the time like you don't that need is to, like a drinking game for us you don't need to you don't need to like always celebrate it on the day of um or what have you and you know we'll always reiterate that but uh yeah, yeah so you i mean like yule is like standardly like a big fest right parties yeah. bonfires um <clears throat> all of that sort of stuff you will log a uh, dancing yeah um yeah. Uh, uh, festive decorations, um, wassailing. Yeah, you'll yeah. go. You'll bore. That's usually the one yeah. you eat. You'll go. You'll bores. And of course, presents. Yeah. Anything of, involving Krampus or bell snickles or like yeah. beating kids with a bundle of sticks <laughs> or like putting your shoes out to get like a little thing in there or just like giving assholes coal. Um, yeah. 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 You know. Yeah. So if you want more information about the Yule itself, uh, we talk a lot more about Yule in Yule 101. That's episode number two. Our second episode ever. Yeah. So that's a, I'm sure. Probably rough. I'm sure that's a wild one to listen to. Yeah. Or uh, way more professional. <laughs> or not. Two, We're not right? sure. Yeah. Uh, Yule 102. That's episode 28. Uh, as well as Hidden Heathenry in Modern Holidays, which is episode 26. Mm -hmm. So you can get more about Yule there. So for now, we're going to talk about the wild hunt. Uh, but before we start, you're probably wondering why the wild hunt. And um, that's because depending on the source that you're looking at, the wild hunt is something that has typically taken place from a folklore standpoint, anytime between Halloween to Christmas, but most usually um, the 12 nights. So like Christmas to 12th night. Uh, and that's really once you hit like, you know, Christianity, you know, sort of taking more over modern, Europe. More so there's your other drinking game things, <laughs> there. Yeah. Uh, but basically, uh, the wild hunt was something that happened sort of like at the dead of winter. Yeah. 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 So the wild hunt is a group of ghostly figures pursuing an entity, which is either another ghostly entity, like an animal or a person um, or a demon, um, or hapless humans out at the wrong time. The um, group of ghostly figures is sometimes seen and heard, but sometimes only heard and not seen. Um, <clears throat> the hunt is usually led Almost by- they're mime ghosts, then they're seen, not heard. That's horrifying. I'm not, I'm not okay with that. No, yeah. we're gonna yeah. strike that from the Sometimes record. trapped behind barriers that you can't see. Just no. No, 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 no. <laughs> We're striking mime ghosts from the record. I'm not okay with that. That's too adjacent to clowns and um, no. Real question, question of the day. Um, <laughs> is a mime ghost more or less scary than a clown ghost? Uh, I'm going to say less scary because a clown ghost is going to make fucking horrifying clown noises. Um, and a mime ghost, <laughs> dead silent. You know what you do? Close your eyes. What's he going to do? You can't do nothing. 
can't make no scary noises, isn't there. Yeah. Right? It's just a mime miming about in the house. <laughs> Whatever. Right? I'm still not okay with the mime ghost. Um, <laughs> uh, so the hunt is usually led by a deity. Um, oftentimes it's led by Odin, Lucifer, Gwyn Ap Nud, uh, or even Archangel Gabriel. Um, it can also be led by a historical figure, such as the Danish king Valdemar Atterdag, King Arthur, um, Sir Francis Drake, and Baba Yaga have also um, been known to put that. I was going to put Baba Yaga under deities. I must have messed that one up and put it underneath um, regular, legendary uh, figures. Regular, so actual I am uh, Baba Yaga, this. regular, actual motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Different so thing. apparently Keanu Reeves sometimes leads the wild hunt. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I forget, <laughs> I forget that he's called Baba Yaga. There's, there's three whole movies about that. Yeah. So yeah. now you guys know what the real life version of the wild hunt is. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. Just watch a John Wick movie. Happy Christmas. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, so many yeah. of the oldest stories say that the leader of the hunt was someone, usually a lord or a lady, because there are women that have um, led the wild hunt in a variety of different folklore sources. Um, and some of these sources say that the person leading the hunt loved hunting so much that they were either cursed or blessed to to, to hunt for all time. And both? they sort of became the leader of the wild hunt Why for not all both? time. Yeah, there are also some goddesses who um, have been ad who have been said to lead the wild hunt. Um, there's a uh, Frigg or Holda, which is um, Odin's wife in um, either the Norse or in German uh, mythology. Diana, the Roman goddess of the hunt, has been said to lead the wild hunt. Um, obvious, obvious for obvious reasons. No. I didn't see references to Artemis specifically. Um, so I don't know if that is regular hunt, Artemis, wild hunt, different God. Yeah. Right. So I don't know if that's a particular, um, reason or not, or whether it's just because at some point they decided to use Diana because that worked better for Latin than Artemis, but I don't know. Um, and we also have Perchta or Birchta, um, who visits homes at night, um, during Christmas on 12th night. So she is purported to lead the wild hunt, but in a very specific way. So she visits homes at night um, from Christmas to Twelfth Night. She and she knows if children and servants are good or not. And if you're good, she leaves you a small silver coin in mm. your boot or your cup or your pot or something like sure, that. Yeah. Uh, and Reasonable. if you were bad, she'd slit your belly, remove your guts, and stuff your body with straw and pebbles. Yeah, also reasonable. Turn you into a stare scarecrow. What are you, <laughs> shitty little kid? We're gonna stuff you, make you a scarecrow. Yeah, that is a significantly larger threat than a piece of coal. So I'm just saying, Santa, way less violent than Perchka. What do you yeah. want to do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, um, she was also very similar to Frigg, but she was, she sort of morphed into this figure that was like half woman, half beast. And she was known to wear large cloaks and hoods to hide her form. It's unclear exactly when or like why. Beast. From Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, yeah. Gotta wear a hood. <laughs> Well, yeah. it's, it's unclear exactly like when or why she started wearing these hoods. This could have been a thing where <clears throat> she was always half woman, half beast. Yeah. Um, I mean, Gaston it, was a bit of a judgy jerk about that beast 
priest stuff. So I get it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Or it could be part of the Christianization of Europe turning her into sort of a monster. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't really know. That is a deep dive for another time. Yeah, so I think, I think maybe she had a little bit of a hand to turn herself into a monster. She's stuffing kids. So fucking. <laughs> and servants. Yeah. And servants. Yeah. So kind of a nightmare. Uh, but. But only if they were bad. Yeah. Don't, only be, if they were don't bad. be bad. Yeah. Makes the uh, makes the Christmas songs real different over there. Yeah, I mean, we got, like, then, we got, like, whichever. Santa at, like, a level two, yeah. leaving you stockings with coal. Yeah. We got Krampus at, like, a level seven, Vinya, yeah. and then we got Percha at, like, a level 52, uh, I because she's just, like, murdering book, When he just shows up in that house and is just like, hey, I'm just here to scare the shit out of your kids, and just, like, terrorizes those kids, scares yeah. the shit out of them, and then gives one of them a gold coin and is like, you're pretty all right, here you go. <laughs> mm, boy those kids are gonna be the nicest kids yeah let me tell you what. yeah <laughs> so those are all the leaders of the wild hunt um and there's often another uh, a host of people others participating in the hunt who are not necessarily the leaders um they're generally described as being uh made up of valkyries and fairies other deities ghostly dogs wolves uh of sorts as well as spirits of the dead uh, there are also some stories that say that werewolves were part of the wild hunt and uh, <coughs> very specifically, they would steal beer and sometimes food in the houses they passed by. Mm. Yeah. 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 Understandable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, many of the spectral figures also rode horses and it is said that the horses had two, three, six or eight legs and eyes of fire. I want you to think about a two-legged horse right now. Uh, actually scarier than an eight-legged horse. Eight-legged horse, spider horse. A little scary. I mean... Two-legged horse, very scary. All right, that horse lives in one dimension less than we do physically. It's an absolute nightmare. Three-legged horse, that's just an injured horse. Very sad. That's true. Six-legged horse, listen. Mmm... That's concerning, but not too bad. Now, there are also four-legged horses, I'm assuming. But in the stories that I read where it didn't talk about you the number- You can't prove four-legged horses exist. Nobody can. Right? Well, <laughs> what is a, what even is yeah. a horse? You guys don't see the tinfoil underneath this Christmas hat I'm wearing, but four-legged <laughs> horses don't exist. Only in two, three, six, and eight. So- in a lot of the stories I read, it talked about the horses and there were ones that didn't talk about how many legs the horse had. And I'm assuming in those, the horses had the standard, a standard amount of legs. Four legs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, unless this guy's seen so many six legged horses, he's just like regular fucking horse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I technically, don't even know. Technically centaur six legged horse. Just fair. Arm legs. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Um, they, uh, the horses also often had eyes of, eyes of fire and breathed fire from their noses. Sure. Yeah. Um, so pretty horrifying things happening with these horses. Sure. All yeah. In all. I mean, a giant spider the size of a fucking horse that breathes fire is essentially a nightmare, but sure. Yeah. Wild hunt <clears throat> rock and roll new nightmare unlock. Thanks yeah. for that one. <laughs> yeah. If you have a chance, total aside, but it's about horses. So it kind of works. Look up what it would look like if horses instead of having a standard horse mouth at the front of the face, had a dog-style mouth. Look up pictures of horses with dog-style mouths. It is, you're welcome, the most terrifying thing you've ever seen in your life. So, rock and roll. 
Yeah, it's pretty, yeah. pretty brought to you too. by other people's nightmares. Next. Yeah, next. So um, <laughs> if you encountered the hunt in your travels um, or even just being at home, it could mean that a disaster, plague, war or death might be coming in your near future. You might also be carried off to the land of the Fae or the land of the dead if you ran into the um, the wild hunt. Uh, but also sometimes people nearby were quote unquote summoned in their sleep. Mm. Yeah, if, you, uh, if you're if you awake and you see a sleeping person walking into the street and they get picked up by a bunch of ghost, uh, ghosts riding giant spiders the size of horses, just you go back inside, you close that door, just put some circle of salt around you and go to sleep. Yeah. Sleep in that salt circle forever. Never leave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, there are a few tales of um, people encountering the hunt and being rewarded with things like money, gold, sure. the leg of a slain sure. animal. Of course, the hunt would say that if they're trying to get you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and sometimes the leg of the slain animal was enchanted to be impossible to get rid of uh so I'm like sorry, that's an award the only way to get rid of the cursed limb was to ask a member of the wild hunt for salt which they can't give i don't know why um so they'd have to take back the leg mm. um mm. yeah was this leg animus or did it lack animus it is was it a meat leg then that's disgusting it's uh, mostly... or was it an animus leg which is just fucking horrifying sometimes it's both oh, uh sometimes okay. the wild hunt would also leave, leave behind a specific dog and the dog would live in your house for one year and you couldn't get rid of it and then um like it would keep coming back even if you try to get rid of it sure. and it would literally just lay at the hearth trying to take like the first bite of everything that came out of there and you just had to deal with that for like a whole year okay well i mean yeah. it could be worse they could have left one of those horses <laughs> yeah right? they could have left a two-legged horse yeah. or an eight one um and and uh so in the areas where the hunt is is seen but not heard typically the forest would go dead silent and you would all of a sudden hear like whining uh and faint dog barks and then it would be like very very loud all at once and oftentimes you would hear um horns as well and also some people believe that if you died a violent death or if you were an quote unquote unchristian babe, you would die. Um, when you died, yep. you would join the wild hunt and, um, you know, roam the lands on eight legged uh, horses forever. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, that's a bit much. Also, being in a place that what with has a bunch of sound all of a sudden significantly less sound. Pure nightmares. And then all the sound. It does, I don't even care about what happens after the sound goes away. It's the sound going away. Most terrifying part. Because then you know some shit's going to yeah. happen, bro. That's just, that's horror movie yeah. 101. Yeah. Which also le like leads you to wonder, did horror movies take it from the hunt? Is that what we're getting here? I, I definitely think that you there are some horror they, movies. Did, were they, did they know about it or some stuff? Yeah, I definitely yeah. think there are some horror movies taking their what, cues from what, the wild We hunt. watched a movie that had the wild hunt in it, starring Nicolas Cage where he was an assassin with a suit on that had oh, those explosions. Remember, he was being, like, yeah. followed or chased or whatever by the Wild Hunt in there? Yeah. I mean, they were, like, they were, like, they were, like, um, what's that called? Like, uh, they were, like, um, road warriors kind of people, you know, this particular Wild Hunt. 
Um, but man, what the heck is the name of that movie? There was like a whole thing about time being stopped, and he was trying to save that prisoners daughter. of Ghostland. Prisoners of Ghostland. Yeah. Boy, let me tell you what, you want to watch a whole ass movie and as soon as the credits roll, you have no clue what you just watched and two hours of your life just flashed away. Watch this movie. It's not a bad movie. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, he also gets his at least one ball blown off. It's true, he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a very we- interesting it's movie. It's a weird movie. But yeah, yeah. he's being, ch- he's being ch- like hunted by the wild hunting man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of places that you can kind of take the wild hunt also not a christmas movie oh yeah definitely no. not a christmas yeah. movie no, no, that's um, there's a lot of places that you can kind of like take the wild hunt and especially looking at horror movies like when i was reading through all of the material on this i was like oh my gosh what if the headless horseman you know ichabod crane sleepy hollow um if that is based off of the wild hunt and um also thinking about like the four horsemen of the apocalypse low-key wild hunt adjacent yeah hunt adjacent Uh, but also this might be something that is similar to like say the flood myth where you find a representation of this in cultures throughout the world so it may not be you know uh, it's it's the dragons of hunts yeah yeah the dragon of hunt the dragons of hunt um speaking of dragons um we're talking about jacob grimm and the wild hunt you Mm -hmm. know who jacob grimm is Wrote a bunch of fairy tales. Yeah, he's the fairy tale guy. Oh, really? Yeah, he is oh, the fairy tale man. guy. I just guessed that. I did not know his first name was Jacob. I assumed it was something significantly more old timey. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you said yeah. Jacob Grimm, I was like, I'm just going to make a Grimm fairy tales joke. Don't know who this bloke is. Oh my gosh, this whole time you didn't know who he was. I've been talking I mean, about this guy I, for a long time. I know days. who Grimm of Grimm's fairy tales is. I didn't know that his first name was Jacob. Yeah, Jacob yeah. Grimm. And the Wild Hunt. So um, Jacob Grimm not only wrote a bunch of like fairy tales, particularly those that we even recognize now, but he also compiled tons and tons of mythology and folklore resources. And in particular, uh, in his 1835 book called Teutonic Mythology, Volume 3, Grimm spends quite a few pages discussing the Furious Host, a.k.a. the Wild Hunt. And he's sort of the first person (coughs) to really coin this term, the Wild Hunt, which uh, makes him quite notable. But also, like, at the time that he did this, there wasn't really any research on it. So he was kind of pioneering this sort of folklore research with the Wild Hunt. Um, And there haven't really been others to sort of go back further uh, or there rather there weren't really anybody further back in time that had done this like sometimes we can find information from the romans about this sort of stuff when they went to go and tour europe um p.s they were horrified by the things that they found (laughs) from the celts to the gauls to the norse to the vikings they were whole nightmare people the romans were like i'm not gonna cross that forest again no fucking thanks we'll just make a city there and then we'll just send outcasts there yeah So, (laughs) so Jacob Grimm had a particularly interesting quote that I wanted to read you guys about this that has to do with the wild hunt and also um, kind of where it, you know, where the Christianization of Europe takes things. So um, here it is. The Christians had not so quickly nor so completely renounced their faith in the gods of their fathers that those imposing figures could all at once drop out of their memory. Obstinately clung to by some, they were merely assigned a new position more in the background. 
The former god lost his sociable character, his near familiar features, and he assumed the aspect of a dark and dreadful power that still had a certain amount of influence left. His hold lost upon men and their ministry, he wandered and hovered in the air, a specter and a devil. Uh, so that's a pretty dope quote. It's a dope quote. Very into it. Um, the god that he's talking about is Odin. Um, and Grimm notes that the term wild hunt denotes like a nocturnal hunt. And if it's led by a man, it's usually boisterous. So it's loud, even though the forest may be silent. Um, <clears throat> if it's led by a woman like Diana or like Birchta, um, it's stately and kind of more reserved, not as loud and boisterous. Um, but another meaning for the wild hunt is an army, perhaps heading to war. And because he's talking about Odin in this previous quote, and Odin happens to be the father of hosts, and a host is another name for an army, let's talk about Odin's role. So throughout the areas that the stories of the Wild Hunt come from, we hear um, plenty of tales of howling wind preceding Odin and his entourage for the Wild Hunt. He may hunt any time the wind howls, but especially during the 12 nights from Christmas to 12th night. Um, in general, you can learn more about Odin um, in uh, Modern Odinism, which is episode 25, where we're talking about some things that we didn't talk about in that episode. Yeah, this um, is a little there, bit more this wild is... hunt specific. Yeah. Uh, episode 25 was Modern Odinism, so more about like heathenry and, and those things. Yeah. So there, um, so there are many different names associated with the leader of the wild hunt throughout the, uh, basically all of Europe. And um, most of them are eerily similar for epithets of Odin. And some of them say Odin. And some of them say Wotan, um, who is the um, sort of more German version of, of Odin. Um, but like, it's pretty easy to see these lines sort of being drawn yeah. um, that it's that it's him. And a story from Ger Germany that I particularly love tells us about a tipsy peasant walking home from a tavern. So <clears throat> this peasant, he's walking through a forest and um, it's dark. He's maybe uh, heading home to some white, his wife and kids. It's a little too late. And from the heavens, a tall man on a white horse, Odin, uh, swoops down and lands in the road. Odin asks the peasant, hey boy, are you strong? Grab this chain and uh, we'll see which one of us can pull the hardest. If you lose, you got to come with me though. So the peasant grabs the chain. Odin flies upwards. Should not have done that. Yeah. Odin flies upwards and the peasant decides real fast to tie his end of the chain around the trunk of a big oak tree. And Odin, uh, as he's flying upwards, cannot budge this chain. So while he starts to fly down, the peasant quickly undoes the chain. Odin asks the peasant once he lands um, if he tied the end of the tree and the peasant's like, nah, bro. Yeah, 100% me. Yeah. <laughs> All me all day. Yeah. These guns. I eat oh. eight raw eggs every single morning. Ka-chat. <laughs> Whatever those people are into. So Odin tells him they'll go another round. As Odin flies up again, the peasant ties the chain around the tree again. This time the tree is cracking and twisting as Odin's horse uh, is struggling to fly upwards. And the peasant is starting to worry now that this tree isn't going to hold. And now he's going to have to go with Odin and join the wild hunt. But the tree held its ground. As Odin flies back down, the peasant very quickly undoes the chain and he and Odin tells the peasant, many's the man I've made mine, but you are the first that's held out against me and you shall have a reward. 
With that, Odin ascends on his horse and starts the hunt again. And the peasant could hear Odin cry, Allo! Halla halla! Wall wall! And as the peasant starts to walk away, um, thoroughly horrified by what just happened. Yeah. Barely uh, made it out of that alive. Yeah, a deer thuds to the ground. Um, Odin then lands, leaps off his horse, and says, Thou shalt have some blood and a hindquarter to boot. The peasant tells him he doesn't have anything to carry all this stuff in, and Odin tells the peasant to take off his boot. Odin pours blood into the boot and gives the peasant the boot back along with a hindquarter from the deer and tells him to walk with blood and flesh to his wife and child. So terrifying again. Yeah. Oh, he, um, Odin also, he he dresses this, this. This whole deer falls to the ground from the sky already too much. And then Odin comes down and goes like, what's up? Let's field dress this deer. Shoopity shoop. <laughs> Done style. Right. Yeah. Also, for mo- like a modern audience that isn't aware, blood is like a food stuff of I- yeah. incredible value in the old days. Like I know most Americans don't eat like blood pudding or like cook with blood or do anything like that. But like back then, you don't waste that shit. Very nutritious. Also, blood pudding's delicious. Give it a try. Uh, yeah. I yeah. thoroughly love blood pudding. Yeah. So the peasant is terrified um and after a bit all he can think walking home is how heavy this is how heavy this boot is how heavy the hindquarters are and he's trudging on barely enough strength to carry it and it gets heavier and heavier as he gets closer to his destination exhausted sweaty he finally arrives home to find out that the boot was filled with gold and the hindquarter was actually a leather pouch filled with silver Tricky, tricky Odin. Yeah. So he is in a variety of other wild hunt stories. So if you beat Odin in tug of war, boots full of gold and a butt full of a rump, a rump full of silver. It sounds sounds like a fair trade. I would definitely trade that. Yeah. I mean, I like, but you got to trick him. You, you got to beat him in tug what, of war. You risk, you risk getting caught and getting trampled by eight legs of horse. So. That's fair. Bam. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a lot of different ways that Odin um, shows up in the wild hunt stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly he shows up in ways that are very similar to this story. So not necessarily that he's like, I'll give you a I'll give you a magical. Oh, he gift. just shows up a hunting, uh, yeah. picks a Shanann with a mortal and then um, either distributes some sort of horrifying nightmare because the mortal mortal lost or got caught being a cheater. Um yeah. Or, you know, bestows upon him some sort of a gift because that mortal somehow bested him through uh, an elaborate ruse of yeah. some kind. Yeah. Um, so, you know, standard issue God stuff. Pretty right? standard you issue You can pretty much stuff. say that about every God has just a, a grip of stories about doing a shenan. Yeah. So. Yeah. And there are stories of the wild hunt that go everywhere from... Russia in the east, all the way to England and France in the west, and as far south as the Alps in Italy. So we see a huge range of places that we see these. And like I said before, sometimes it's not Odin, sometimes it's somebody else, but all of these stories work in a very similar way. Don't be walking at home late at night, and if you hear all of a sudden nothing and then large sounds, you know, 
pray (laughs) to your various gods and uh, sort of take over it. So the wild hunt is a really interesting aspect of, uh, of like the the Yuletide like greater like mythos. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you can really add these uh, sort of into practice with celebrating Santa or Krampus or Odin or, you know, whoever it is that you really want to celebrate this this season, because a lot of a lot of celebratory things that happen during the season sort of follow some very specific paths. uh, But also there's a lot of generalities. So telling stories and, you know, having a good time and it's um it's a a fun way to sort of tell a ghost story during yuletide yeah totally 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 yeah yeah so we kind of already talked about how we celebrate yule um in that this year we've (coughs) been decorating we also normally do a um, we do like a little yule ritual yeah like a little ritual Um, a little feast yeah a little feast uh this year because we watched, uh, we were we caught up on the holiday seasons of Great British Bake Off. Uh, we're making a Schmorkestarta, which is a. Um, it's a savory cake. It's a savory cake. Yeah. So it's basically a. Was it Multi, yeah, right? Swedish, yeah, also Swedish. Iceland, Finland, yeah. Yeah. all those places. It's like a multi-tiered cake, so, but you make breads, but made out of, of sandwiches. And yeah, it's essentially a cake made out of sandwiches. Yeah. Um, and uh, like obviously in between the layers is like your sandwich stuff whatever you like meat and like dairy product you want in there. And then yeah. you, your frosting on the outside of the cake is uh cream cheese mixed with sour cream, sour and mayonnaise. cream and mayo. To, to, and then like, it's like it. yeah. decorated with like herbs and vegetables and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So it's like, um, it's like a fun savory cake thing. So we're like doing that. And, um, so we do like a food and we do like a bunch of decorations. um, and like we've been watching pretty much nonstop only Christmas movies or like holiday movies. Um for But the we last don't have rules days. about that like we do. It's for not October. the same. Yeah, it's not the same <laughs> as Halloween. Halloween is like a special place. Although we're like like we spent literally all day today uh watching horror uh Christmas yeah. movies. Um because we are huge horror fans. Yeah. Um But uh yeah, so we've been doing that. Uh, we found if you're looking for like good background noise for uh, your Yule celebration or uh, honestly, while you're just doing stuff around the house, uh, we have found that there is a myriad of like 11 hour long like playlist videos on YouTube that just have like a beautifully decorated like um, uh, what you call it like set piece oh, just like as the video like ambient backgrounds yeah. like scene for the video uh and then they just do like jazzy christmas tunes or whatever which is awesome um there is some dope yule music out there yeah um but it's hard to it's like a little bit harder to find yeah. um but like definitely like look out for that yeah um because i really love good yule music yeah yeah and um for those of you that are asking because we get asked this question um every year is do we celebrate christmas and the answer is uh yes uh we celebrate christmas we also kind of sort of celebrate hanukkah we have some people that are very close to us that do celebrate hanukkah primarily so we also tend to celebrate with them hanukkah stuff uh with them 
and we do like Christmas stuff, but that's primarily just because it's like the day when the whole family gets together. Yeah. You know, yeah. but also for us, Christmas is not like a Christian centric holiday, yeah. Espe especially as Americans. Oh, Christmas, ain't, Christmas ain't got nothing to Christmas do with Christmas is Jesus, about bro. Santa Claus and yeah. capitalism, guys. Yeah. So Christmas is Coca-Cola and America. <laughs> freedom <laughs> it kind of is so we celebrate christmas in like pretty fairly american ways by like yeah. having the family over and having food and yeah. hanging out yeah. and doing gifts and that sort of thing so do we celebrate christmas yeah. yes but we don't celebrate it in a secular christian kind of way yeah um, like we so set up a tiny town but that's just tiny people and the tiny town does have a church in it and every year i pull out that tiny town and i'm like someday i'm gonna paint this into a heathen church but and uh but it's not this year but maybe yeah. next year we do a christmas tree but that's also like a yule tree so like that shit don't count for nothing um yeah we decorate the house with like garlands and such like that and like a bunch of natural stuff we generally always have like uh we always get like what are these called just poinsettias poinsettia we get poinsettias or some sort of other like seasonal plant yeah uh to have in the house um and we do like mold wine and like all that kind of stuff like ritual wise we do yule rituals um but like christmas is still the day for like family get-togethers and all that kind of yeah, stuff yeah and like you know santa claus is, has ain't nothing to do with jesus so we you know so we do like the santa stuff and like watch santa movies and all that kind of uh shenan uh but we also don't like we're not like anti um the like standard big church christian christmas yeah, movies yeah. and stuff like that um uh midnight mass is still fun so i like going yeah. to midnight mass when, well, when i have the opportunity year, to yeah um this time of year can be really difficult for people especially if they're in the closet or if they don't really have any other pagan or heathen people in their life yeah. um, with trying to kind of understand like where to go with this uh living in a country that is primarily following a different religion yeah and uh we totally get that there's also a lot of gatekeeping from people talking about how if you're a so heathen or a pagan you can't celebrate this or you have to celebrate that and you know it's the thing Thing that we always say so not only do you not have to celebrate on the day but you can celebrate whatever the heck you want like we have we have friends and we've talked to people that are christian witches and we've talked to people who are eclectic and they take a little bit of everything and we've talked to people that are very specific to a tradition where they're hellenists and they worship only the greek gods so we've talked to a lot of people who who have their belief structure in a lot of different ways so this is a good time to really think about tolerance and acceptance yeah. uh as far as you know what you know when other people are talking about the ways that they celebrate <coughs> but uh whether or not they're being tolerant and acceptant of you is another story yeah. um but also if you are someone who is in the broom closet uh, this is, you know, there are still ways for you to celebrate. And, you know, just because Santa and Christmas trees doesn't mean that you're not a real witch. I mean, San Santa's, Santa's an omnipresent, omniscious, time traveling, space manipulating god. Um, uh, yeah. Clearly, if you just follow the power set uh, built up by his music. Uh, yeah. And uh, Christmas, most Christmas decorations are just either a byproduct of capitalism a la Christmas tree lights or um, just like actually stolen from pagan beliefs. So like even celebrating like full on Christmas is still a wee bit pagan. Um, yeah. And, as it were. you know, you can always listen to uh, modern 
hidden heathenry and modern holidays it's confusing the two show episodes that's fair uh it's where reasonable. we talk more about the heathen links to certain things that may give you some interesting uh sort of uh cocktail party type things to say mm-hmm. um but to all of you who are listening um you know just embrace whatever it is that makes you feel yeah. happy about this season, it's a season of being and don't awesome. feel like you have to be pressed into a mold uh in particular yeah yeah definitely 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 uh yeah and uh uh for our patrons uh keep an eye out uh we will have a little um a little uh extra zhuzh for you coming this uh this you'll miss yeah a little something for your a little little something zhuzh there so uh check an eye out uh uh, keep an eye out for that yeah um so next up so normally we would do like um a couple of spells as we were doing in our 101s or in our 102 series we did a ritual for each one of the um the blots or sabbats so what we've decided to do for 103 is um <coughs> provide a suggested reading piece uh that we used for research in the process and by we i primarily mean uh her because it's mostly she's the me. adult I one. am the one doing yep. that. Part. Uh, she's the she's the research <laughs> one, and um, that, so this is a reading suggestion that we um, used in the research for this episode of the podcast, as well as uh, sort of falls in the category of something that should be easy to gain access to, um, if not when available, like outrightly free, and um, um, to sort of like further like for you to read or study to further your own like knowledge and like understanding and practice so we can all improve together. Um, just the little bits that she told me about, about this uh, particular piece of information, this uh, suggested reading. Uh, I like, once I'm done with the book that I'm currently reading, I think I'm going to pick like immediately pick up reading this, even though it's like super long and technically volume three. So uh, the suggested reading for Yule 103 is the Teutonic Mythology Volume 3 by Jacob Grimm. So the bits that you used were... Pages 917 to 950. That is specifically what we are recommending that you read. Yeah, that, well, that's specifically pages. on the, like, yeah. Wild Hunt and that bit. And I have but read... But the whole thing is... The whole thing... Gonna be worth your time. Definitely looks to yeah. be great. However, it, I have Based on Volume 3, I would, I would probably say Volume 1 and 2 are maybe also gonna be dope. Yeah. I'm probably gonna start at Volume 1. I'm probably gonna get into this, like, at the beginning of the year. And so... um. I would say if you want to like like kind of get into it a little bit more, obviously if like if you've read these and have an opinion, let us know or whatever. But um, <clears throat> I would like to read through volumes one, two, and three, and potentially uh, do some little um, uh, info sort of video like things on them at some yeah. point in time during the next year. So I would say like keep an keep an eye out for those on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, but uh, where were you able to find this? So, um, first of all, I have not read the whole Teutonic mythology yeah. volumes one, Only four, or three. That Only that bit from pages nine seventeen to nine fifty, um, which is specifically what we are recommending that you read when you pull up the this particular item. Um, the page number is basically from 
page one starts in volume one and then it just continues through. So when you pick up volume three, you're like, this is only like 400 pages. How do I have page 917? It's because the other pages are in the first one. So I found this on the Internet Archive, which is a free resource that has tons and tons of books available. It's also part of the Wayback Machine. Um, if any of you are familiar with that, um, <laughs> say so in the chat um, because that's a fun one. Uh, and the Internet Archive is located on archive.org. You will find a link to this in the show notes and in the description below for those of you that are watching slash listening on YouTube. Yep. Um, the Internet Archive is not easy to search. So I highly recommend going to the link that is in the show notes um, that will take you directly to where it is, because even though I know how to search it for me to find the thing that I wanted to find took me like probably a good 15 or 20 minutes of trying to figure out how the heck their search engine works, <coughs> because it's honestly kind of a nightmare, uh, but they are free. Um, you can probably also find this book at a variety of libraries. You may be able to find it online in other forms. You may be able to find it audio. I do want to warn you, though, while we did suggest this reading, there are portions of this text that are in untranslated German and Latin uh, and sometimes French. Um, I am familiar with all three languages, um, not so much so that I can converse in them or very easily translate mid 1800s <laughs> context into there. So um, if uh, I do recommend skipping those pieces, if they're talking in that other, if they're talking in a language you don't understand, just skip it. Just keep going. Yeah. Um, no need to kind of pressure yourself there. You may be able to get what you're looking for out of Google Translate, but Google Translate is kind of notoriously unreliable for that it's sort iffy. of thing. It's iffy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so either way, uh, the, this suggested reading will be linked down below yeah. and in the show notes. So uh, check that out. Yep. Yeah. Check that out. It's going to be a good read. All right, so next up is correspondences. Yeah, and these are correspondences specifically for Yule. We're just going to hit you with a couple of things to refresh your memory. And as always, the full correspondences are on the Book of Shadows pages, which you can find on our Patreon. Our Patreon, I think, has Yule 102 yeah, correspondences. Yule 102, okay, yeah. um, so we've got at least these correspondences somewhere. So animals associated with Yule are particularly deer uh, and stags. Colors are um, gold and green, red and uh, <laughs> gold and green, red, silver, white, blue, all those Christmassy type colors. Uh, stones for the season are uh, bloodstone, quartz, uh, snowflake obsidian, and anything sort of red or green. Uh, plants, uh, all of your evergreens, all of your Christmas spices. Yep. Also, don't forget about ivy, um, mint and rosemary uh foods all of the foods of the season don't forget about apples and candy and cider and meats and teas hot chocolate dark wine, beer dark beer yeah. ham we talk a lot about yule boar slash ham and in, in yule 101 yeah. so you can get more info there um deities associated with this season are kind of um really all over the place so you've got like deities about the sun like apollo or um amatorasu um oh i totally said that wrong Amer uh, 
<laughs> uh, so there's also a Balder. I'm just going to skip it entirely. Um, Brigid, Demeter, uh, the Green Man, the Holly King, uh, Odin, of course, Parchta, and uh, as we learned today, uh, Artemis. Yeah. 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 So uh, next up, we have a pub chat. Next up is pub chat. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Next up is pub chat. And then after that, episode 49, uh, bringing in the new year with magic on a budget. Yeah. Let's uh, let's save some nickels and do some magic. Yeah. Because that's pretty much what we have to do at this point in time. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so those are what's coming up next. Uh, we want to give a special shout out to our patrons. Yep. Uh, if you would like to support us, uh, you can join our Patreon. You do book shadows pages for each one of these. Um, we do. Um, uh, what do we do? We do book shadows pages. We do like uh, the cell phone wallpapers and such like that. Yep. Uh, we have like a Discord chat and all. We got all the features. And we're gonna be bringing in some special uh, Patreon only videos. Yeah, we're gonna start year. adding more to uh, Patreon this starting upcoming year. with Yule. Yeah, starting with Yule. So starting early. But uh, so we'd like we're, to thank our patrons. We'll guarantee. You'll love it. I'm I'm not gonna do that. Um, <laughs> you're supposed to scare them into watching it. That's what we learned from that movie. Mm. Is that if you give somebody a heart attack, then you get free publicity or something like that? I don't know. You don't no. pun people into watching it? No, 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 no. You scare people into watching it. Yeah. What about dad joke people into watching it? That's scary enough. Uh that's Oof. scary enough for me. Oof. Yeah, boom. Uh so uh thank our patrons, Alan, Miranda, Helena, and Alexa. You guys are awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah. And uh, for everybody, uh, happy Yule. Yeah. Happy Yule. Whenever you're listening to this. Yeah, whatever it is, have a happy Yule. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> Backwards in time, happy happy Yule. Don't worry about it. All the multiverse of happy Yeah, in, infinite Yule. Yeah. Uh, so, so, caught in the hellscape <laughs> where Yule is every single day. Um, like, like that thing that we watched earlier Like Nightmare today. Before Christmas also. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so... Um, yeah, either way, I've been John Norcrow. This has been Julie Norcrow. This has been The Horn. And Cauldron Podcast. Podcast. And uh, we will catch you guys next time. Stay magical, folks. Yeah, and don't forget, breathe in self-confidence and breathe out self-doubt. <laughs> <laughs>